Welcome to Devotions in the Deep End. I'm Cam Buchanan, and this is a carefully crafted devotional journey through the New Testament. Let's venture into deeper water as we consider what it means to follow Jesus in the world we live in now. Welcome back to Devotions in the Deep End. Our passage for this episode is Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. Let's read that now. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This reads a bit like a series of summary statements, and it will be followed in the next episode with a distinctly new journey of ministry for the disciples. Many scholars think this is actually the point where Jesus crosses over from his second year to the third and final year of his public ministry. This shift in the narrative, as well as an upcoming event in his family, are thought to be the moments that mark this progression. If this is the case, it means the cross is now looming in the background of Jesus' thoughts, and it will soon come out in his teaching and ministry as well. In these summary statements, I'd like to draw out three key words to explore in this episode. The first one is compassion. This is an interesting word in the original language that means to be moved in the deepest parts, or even moved to the depths of the bowels. And in particular, it means to be moved so deeply that one is compelled to act. Whenever we see an injustice or a terrible wrong in the news or in our neighborhood, and we find our emotions being heavily confronted by these things, we might feel something like this ourselves. When we get that lump in our throat in response, or tap our chests and say, that gets me right here, and when we feel like someone, ourselves included, should do something to help, that's the sort of compassion that Matthew was pitching for as he writes this account down. There is a distinct inner sense of being deeply moved here in the heart of Jesus, and it won't be the last time we'll be engaging with this word either. As we read on, we see the subject of this compassion that Jesus is displaying. And it brings me to the next word I want to tap into, shepherd. Jesus is deeply moved in this passage by the plight of the many people he spends time with as he travels from village to village. People who in his estimation are lost and leaderless, people with no direction, people needing a good shepherd as opposed to what Jesus had seen in the religious system around them. In recent episodes, we've tapped into the idea of Jesus' divinity, that he's not just a good teacher, but he is in fact God. With that in mind, we can understand that Jesus has actually been observing this in Israel for quite a long time now. Ezekiel chapter 34 shows the Lord proclaiming the same sort of observation. At that time... 597 BC onwards, Israel was being completely overtaken by the Babylonian Empire. But sadly, the figurative flock that was Israel was still being abused by its own senior sheep. To those lost sheep, we read this promise in Ezekiel 34, verses 17 to 24. As for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. 
I will judge between one sheep and another, and between rams and goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of your pasture with your feet? Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Must my flock feed on what you have trampled and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away, I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. David, their great king, had been dead a long time when this was spoken, and the kingdom of Judah was no more. But the lineage of David continued, and Jesus was born into that family line. Jesus, in faithfulness to prophecy and his compassion for the people, seeks to fill the need of the vulnerable crowd, to be their shepherd, to be their protector, to lead them to pasture, to protect them from the wolves and the threats around them, not just the guys following now, but all that he came into contact with. And the final word is harvest. The author of this gospel account certainly liked to mix his metaphors. And for that matter, so did Jesus. A shepherd was someone who gathered a flock together to keep them safe. And the idea of harvesting carries a similar sort of idea. You reaped something and you bound them together. So when we speak of metaphoric flocks and harvests, we are speaking of the gathering of people from everywhere together into the reign of Jesus and the kingdom way that he brings. The difference appears to be that a flock metaphor seems to be referring to gathering people who do believe but need direction, while a harvest metaphor appears to refer to those who don't believe just yet, but they would if they were presented with the kingdom dream. The Ezekiel verse I used earlier is speaking to Israel as a shepherdless flock. In John's Gospel, we see the harvest mindset in play, and in context, it is while he and the disciples are in the region of Samaria, where the religious ideal is much more distorted. With that in mind, consider John chapter 4, verses 35 to 36. Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. So we have a wonderful idea in play here as we study the mindset of Jesus. He is deeply moved by the way things are in the world that he in his divinity made and in his humanity is now inhabiting so deeply moved that he is there to take certain matters such as paying for their sin into his own hands. He first steps into a nation that had the task of demonstrating God's values to that world and was moved by their lack of honorable shepherds. He knows that his role is to be their good shepherd. Then he considers the world beyond that nation and sees a people who, like a booming harvest, is more than ready to be gathered into this kingdom ideal. 
in the ministry of Jesus at this particular time, we see three words, compassion, shepherd, harvest. And now, for the world to be included, Jesus is starting to make this a team activity. He is now calling for laborers. And as we'll see in the next episode, he is on the eve of sending willing ambassadors to get the missional ball rolling. But before they are sent, they need to be able to feel what Jesus feels. Jesus felt compassion. The disciples were called to feel the same way. Remember that some of his disciples came from a way of life where compassion was not part of their makeup or it wasn't well formed. Consider Simon the Zealot and the transformation he would go through in order to be deeply moved by a sinful world needing a saviour. Consider how he would need to see Roman soldiers as a joyful harvest, not a mortal enemy. Consider James and John, who were so intolerant that in Luke 9, they wanted to call down fire on a Samaritan village because they weren't well received there. In the mission Jesus had for his disciples, they would all need to look at things the way Jesus saw them and be deeply moved by their plight and mobilized to be agents of Jesus' kingdom dream. They would all need to lean into Christ-like compassion, moved deeply and compelled to act in redemptive ways. And they needed to see what Jesus saw. Jesus saw lost and leaderless people. And he saw people just waiting to be rounded up and gathered together into the kingdom. The world was not the enemy. It was the harvest. The disciples would need to see their own Jewish neighbors as people needing true Christ-like shepherds. They needed to step in where religion had gotten it wrong and speak of the life and hope that comes by following Jesus' kingdom way and living in the light yoke of his instruction. And they needed to see the world beyond as neighbors and a place of godly opportunity. The persecuting Romans were in fact part of the harvest. So too were the Samaritans that other Jews refused to deal with. And soon the neighboring nations would be included too. They'd been told by religious leaders that dealing with them in trade rendered them ceremonially unclean. But Jesus would send these men to freely share the kingdom with them also. But to accomplish all this, the disciples needed to lean into these three words. Compassion, shepherd, and harvest. And as we reflect on this together, so do we. If we cannot operate in compassion, we might not be as close to the heart of Jesus as we'd hopefully like to be. Now, I don't mean compassion in the way the world knows it, where token efforts appease the conscience. Jesus displayed something more compelling than that, and he pulled his disciples in close enough to see the very things that broke his heart and the things that moved him to act. Are we truly aware of the heartbreak Jesus experiences? Can we see it and feel the same way too? And in that compassion, will we lead those Jesus sees as leaderless and in need of shepherds and be active participants in the harvest that Jesus is calling us to labor in? Thanks for tuning in. To stay in touch, like our devotions in the Deep End Facebook page and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I look forward to catching up next time.